Littleton Coin Company is ringing in the holiday season with daily deals. Visit littletoncoin.com for at least 15% off select products now through November 28th. Save on your favorite coins, such as Morgan Silver Dollars, Kennedy Half Dollars, Commemorative Quarters, and much more. But hurry, each day offers a new deal you don't want to miss. Visit us now at littletoncoin.com. That's littletoncoin.com. Littleton Coin Company, serving collectors since 1945. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film... Or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Bible's up, let's go make our confession of faith together. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. God, speak to us tonight. We thank you, Lord. You've already released a prophetic word that this will not be a repeat. That new will not be like last time. It may have felt like it, may have looked like it, but it will not be. Because this time we are stronger, this time we are wiser. This time we're more spiritual. This time we're better positioned. My God. This time we are better equipped to walk in what you have ordained. So tonight, as this word begins, I cover everybody in this building. I cover all of my digital church, all of our digital family from Canada to the Dominican Republic to Los Angeles to Chicago to Atlanta to Dallas, to Houston, to Indiana, I cover us now. And I declare that nothing, please shout nothing, nothing will impede the flow of this word tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Come on, can we give God one praise before we jump into this word tonight? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You are Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You're the great I am. None like you, none beside you. You're undefeated. You are the undisputed heavyweight champion, not of the world, but of the universe. Nobody has ever contended with you and been able to win. You are Jehovah Sabaoth. That means you are the Lord that fights for us. You are the God of angel armies. You are not just that. You're Jehovah Rofika. You are the Lord, our healer. You are everything that we need for you to be. And for that, we give you glory. And for that, we say thank you. And for that, we give you praise. Thank you that we are in the land of the living. Let everything that has, I just breathed again. I just breathed again. I just breathed again. I just breathe again. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. And because we're in the land of the living, we owe you a praise. And because we're in the land of the living, we owe you worship. We put on the garment of praise. 
for the spirit of heaviness. We will not be down. We will not be sad. We will not be defeated. We will not feel isolated. We will not feel heavy. We will not feel burdened. We will be liberated. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Y'all ready to go to work tonight? Bishop, why did you just do that? Because I need you to learn how to do that in your house. I'm showing you what to do when heaviness comes on you. I need you to learn how to do that on your job. Sometimes you need to take a break and say, I'll be back. And I need you to walk in that bathroom and say, wait a minute, you are Alpha and Omega. You are beginning and the end. You are the great I am. When you're sitting in your house and you feel isolated and by yourself because your house has now become your school and it's now become everywhere you do everything, you need to learn how to walk around your house and tell every spirit that's trying to depress you, you need to get the heck up out of here. Why? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And so I take authority over my house. I'm just showing you how to do it. I'm just showing you how to do it. Somebody shout, I've got authority. Let's go to work. So our series is Christianity 101, and that means the basics or the foundations. And we've been going throughout this series and learning a variety of different basics or fundamental foundational principles about Christianity. On Sunday, I answered this question, why do we give? And here's what we learned. We get to give because God is a giver. The scripture teaches us that God so loved the world that he what? He gave. So if we, when we are giving, we are most like God. I'm going to say it again. When we are giving, we are most like God. When we withhold, we are most like the enemy. Second, we learned that we get to give because it's right to give. And we looked at a variety of scriptures and talked about our tithes, our offerings, our, fir fruit, our first fruits, our love offerings. And we looked at how we give what is right. That when we release what's right, that we will prosper. We will flourish. And remember, prosperity is this Hebrew word, shalom, which means nothing missing. Nothing broken, nothing lacking, all as well. It does not mean, watch me, um, that there are no problems. Prosperity means I always see progress. Let me tell you how you know your shalom is that you can look back over your years and you can see the curve going this way. And even when you felt like it was doing this, when you went and checked it, you saw that the number said it was doing this. Even when it felt like it was doing this, when you go check it, you can say, but I really made more progress. And this is bigger than financial, baby. This is about your peace of mind. Because even when you felt like you were losing your mind, you can look back and say, but you know what? I was stronger right through that rough situation than I had ever been. Somebody shout, I'm making progress. Shout it. I need you to shout it. Shout, I'm making progress. Then we get to give because it's how we live. And I want to look at this. Luke 638, God's word translation says this. Give and you will receive a what? Large quantity. So check this out. God says when you give, you're going to receive. When you give, you're going to get back. And how's it going to come back to say large quantity? I, I need you to talk to me Wednesday and I need you to type it on the screen. Say large quantity. Here's how God works. God says if you will release the little you do have. I mean, let's just do a simple example. Let, so God, right, let's just do a simple example. You have your hand. Let's just for a moment imagine God's hand. Now, different images may come to mind, right? If you see your God as a man, then you'll say he has a man's hand. But if you see him as the God that makes men, you'll recognize that his hand is infinite because his hand is, in fact, his mouth. Because God never did anything. He spoke everything. Okay, I can't teach like this little wisdom. Which means then his hand is infinite in size. Because his words are infinite in ability. 
which means this is my hand, but his hand can't even be traced. So when I release what's in my hand, he releases what's in his hand, but what's in his hand is coming from his mouth, and what comes out of his mouth can that's why he said, let there be, and stuff started becoming that they had never seen before. And that's why for many of you, what God's doing for you, it's bigger than money, baby. It's a whole lifestyle change. It's bigger than money. It's a Because his hand comes from his mouth because he never did it. He never made one tree. He spoke it. He never made one mountain. He spoke it. Which means his hand, what he gets things done with, is actually his mouth. So Luke 6.38. Can I teach like I want to? Give and you will so receive. What? A large quantity. Here's what God says. I'm going to press it together. In other words, I'm going to put it, I'm going to put a whole lot in a very small package. Which is why you have to make sure everything that comes to you, you treat it well. Because your harvest is going to come in a package that looks far smaller than you might imagine and that God could fit it here. So you'll look at it and say, that can't be God. And God will say, I fit big things in small packages. I think you missed what I just said. See, you're talking about, well, you know, they ain't really paying that much more than other. Go on an interview anyhow, because maybe there's a big on the inside of a small. Uh, listen, nobody's seeing how I'm working. No, but what you don't realize is God is watching how you're working. So maybe my big is packaged on the inside of handling a small assignment, handling a small job. Can you be trusted with small? Because he always presses it together. Everything God does, he presses it together. So that means his big comes to you as small. So if I mishandle small, if you can't be trusted to move the chair like you're supposed to move it, you didn't realize in your obedience in moving the chair, God says, if you can follow that instruction, then I can trust you with seven figures. I All right, let me talk over here because ain't nobody saying. If you can handle small, then I know I can trust you with big. And for some of y'all, you've been handling small real well. And you better shout why because your big is about to fall in your lap. He about to drop it on you. Look at what he does. This is what he does. He says, look, give. And you will receive. A whole lot big. But it's going to be pressed together. It's going to look way smaller than you think it is. It's going to be one conversation where you handled it right. And then get extra with it. And the way you handle that is going to open up. Please hear me. You are always being interviewed for your next. A large quantity pressed together, then what? Shaken down. Now, here's what that means. Um, in, in, slang, in slang terminology, when we say a shakedown, a shakedown refers to where uh, essentially you try to get somebody for everything they have. Look at the Bible. A large quantity is going to be in a small package. And I'm going to get you everything. I'm going to see if you can catch this. I'm going to get you everything. See, that situation that was making you cry, I'm about to get you everything. It's about to be a shakedown. Shut up. It's about to. God says, I'm about to shake down your hater. I'm about to shake down your. I'm about to shake them down and take them for everything they got. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the. 
I dare you to open your mouth and say, it's about to be a shakedown. That's why you're going to be so grateful that you didn't clap back. You're going to be so grateful that you didn't try to get even. Because had you done that, God wouldn't have got them. But because you didn't do that, God, I'm about to shake them down. I'm about to take them for everything they got and transfer it. A large quantity is going to be in a small package. And I'm going to get everything possible. So, so can I teach you a, pr a practical principle? Make sure that you don't pigeonhole conversations. What's that mean? Don't get on the phone and, you, and, and only talk about one thing. What you need to do is, so you can do this for me. Well, no, say, well, what else do you do? Because I may think you can only do one thing for me. But when I open up the conversation, I can make it a shakedown. Not in a negative way. Because, see, you may think there's only one resource in that conversation. But maybe there's a resource and some more in that conversation. Maybe there's a new job, a house, and a card in this situation. Maybe you're going to get their family saved and y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Somebody say, there's more to this. There's more to this. That's why I need you to handle everything you do with excellence in the church, on your job, in your family. Shout, I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Because God says, I'm going to open up other doors and I'm going to make it a shakedown, press down, shaking together. Watch me running over. Running over. Now, now, what does this mean, running over? R running over means this. God says, there will be overflow. How do I know that my giving is working? It's because the truth be told, you have overflow. And remember, this is bigger than money. See, for all of the love you've given to people, here's the truth. What have you been discovering? I still got more love. Even when I, watch me, even when you want to hate, here you find yourself buying everybody Starbucks at the office. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Even when you want to hate, you, I got more to give. Why? Because I live from overflow. I don't live from lack because lack is whack. I live from, do the hand movement with me. I live from, do the hand movement. I live from, where he going to put it? In your pocketbook. In your pocket? In your, what goes in your pocket, fellas? Your wallet? God says, I'm going to put it where you reach for your resources. I'm going to put it in there. He said, I'm going to drop it off exactly where it needs to be. It's going to come small, but it's going to be a shakedown, and it'll be overflow. It'll be one call. I remember, I remember, I remember uh, years and years ago when... Uh, we had gotten a call on a Friday morning. We were renting a school at the time, and uh, we got a call on a Friday morning, and the school district said, you can't use the school anymore. We didn't tell the principal, and she found out there's a church here, and, um, and she don't want no church here. And I could say, you can't come back, but I'm going to let you come back. And I, I said to her, I said, ma'am, you don't have that much power. You must not know who you're talking to. I said, my daddy will shut all of that down. I said, keep talking to me like that. Won't be no schools with no cherry and no creek. It'll be forming school system. Play with me if you want to. Look, so that Friday, so I get the call, and I'm like, God, what are you going to do? This is your church. This is your plan. 
So we go, and we're looking. I had some of the leaders with me. We're going, and we're driving all around, and we're looking, and we get to this particular hotel, and it looks like it's going to work. I said, cool, let's just do the hotel. I said, because uh, this looks like it's the best option. It was probably 2 or 3 o'clock that afternoon. I've got three hours before I have to have an answer because everybody's going to be closed. And on Sunday morning, i got to tell everybody. That was Easter Sunday, too. i got to tell everybody what's next. I got, watch me, I got, si- I got, I got, I got attacked on a Friday morning with an unexpected. Listen to the principle. So we're driving, we're driving, we're driving. We drive past this building. I see the sign, and it says, you know, availability and all that. And so the Holy Ghost says, dial the number. Some of you have heard the story. I dial the number. When I dial the number, he answers the phone, and we speak in Korean. And he answers the phone in Korean. I don't speak Korean. <laughs> you understand? I don't speak. So I hang up the phone because I'm saying, why you got an American ad with English on it? And you speak in Korean when I call. You're going to catch the point in a minute. The Holy Ghost says, call him back. I said, Lord, that doesn't even make sense. When I just called, when I just called, he doesn't even speak my language. This is going to be an exercise in futility. But it wasn't going to be a repeat. Somebody go catch it in a minute. I need you to open your mouth and say it's not going to be a repeat. Put the scripture up. It says, listen, listen, listen. Large quantity, pressed together, shaken down, running over, will it be put in your pocket? So I call him back. And when I call back, can I be honest? Don't judge me. I call with an attitude. Oh, yeah, I call with an attitude. You know, you know, hey, how you doing? God bless. Nah, uh Look. Just don't judge me. I call with an attitude. And when I call, that's literally how he, he answered the phone. But watch what was different. This time he said, hello? You're going to get it in a minute. Because when you're a faithful giver, he's going to take a lot, put it in a small package, make it a shakedown, and it's going to be overflow. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. So all of a sudden, he speaks English now. So he says, hello. I said, do you have space for a church? He says, well, interestingly enough, I said, you speak good English, apparently. Interestingly enough, listen, a church, this was Friday, a church just left on Monday. We don't even know where they went. We just saw they left the keys. But everything is set up and ready to go. When can you see it? I said, I'm on the street. I'll be there in five minutes. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. So then we walk in. Everything we need is there. And you know what it ends up being? A hostile takeover. Because before we left that facility, we possessed more than half the building on three different levels. What am I trying to tell you? He took a large thing, put it in a small packet, made it a shakedown. It was running over. And he put that thing in my pocket. And I need you to act like God's about to put something in you. Yeah. Because when you're a faithful giver, God's going to make somebody favor you. So we had seven days to get it together. Because we went in, and that, and that night we went in, I took all the leaders in, and we had, we had church like we ain't never had. Everybody was laid out. I said, I need y'all to get up off the floor. And then once they got up, I laid hands on them again, and they went back down. I said, I need you to get up because we need to get this together. Y'all got seven days. Get this together. Every place we went, we have favor. We needed chairs. We have favor. All the resources we need, because we're good stewards, we had them. 
We didn't have to go check on this, do this, do mm -mm. everything we needed. It was right in place. We could do everything that we needed to do. And in seven days, we took what was left in a dilapidated condition. And at that time, we turned that thing into a whole nother world. <laughs> All I'm trying to do is use that as an example. Say, when I'm a faithful giver, say, he makes people faithful me. What is he going to do? He's going to put a lot in a small package and make it a shakedown. Because when I went in, we negotiated. I said, well, I'm going to need this, 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 this. Oh, yeah. Then he wants to start speaking Korean again. <laughs> but we got what we wanted. Running over, where was it going to be put? In your pocket. Look at this. The standards you use for others will be applied to you. The same measure you give, it'll be given to you. Say, say, Lord, make me a generous giver. I don't need you to trip over $1,000 offerings. I don't need you to trip over $10,000 offering. Because you're about to start writing some six-figure tithe checks. I dare you to pray this prayer. Say, Lord, make me the top tither in harvest. Uh-uh, I, I need you to pray that thing like you know some lives are going to be changed. Say, make me the top giver in my church. I <laughs> look, look, look. Then we get to give. We get to give. My God, because it works. Say giving works. Ephesians 6, 8. Knowing that whatever good anyone does. Remember, this is bigger than money. It includes money, but it's bigger than money. Whatever good anyone does or gives, this he will receive back. From who? The Lord. Whether he is a bond servant or free. It means it works for anybody. Giving and reaping works for anybody. Sowing and reaping works for anybody. Seed and harvest works for anybody that works it. Don't be mad at somebody that's got big harvest if you didn't check their seed. Don't hate on somebody and say, God, why are you doing it for them? You didn't see the night that she cried when she got online and sowed. You didn't see the you didn't see him keep pouring when he felt so in held so much pain that he kept pouring and kept giving. And I need some of you to hear me. A lot of people did not see your story, but they're about to see your glory. They didn't see your gutter, but they're about to see your glory. They didn't see your struggle, but they're about to see your come up. They didn't see your pain, but they're about to see you prosper. And then and then we get to give because it's how we gain. Deuteronomy 8.18, you shall remember the Lord your God. What does that mean? That means when I am making progress in life, don't forget where it came from. Hear me, hear me, church. We can never forget where our progress comes from. He is literally the God that has made you have progress. Because if it was up to you, you'd still be stuck. If it's up to you, you'd still be in the same mindset, same situationship, same entanglement, same this, same that, same that. But God, watch me, for many of you, he pushed you. He made some controversy go down that pushed you out of some stuff to push you in some stuff, to push you out of some stuff, to push you into some stuff, to push you out of some stuff, to push you. Harvest got started because he pushed me out of some stuff to push me into some stuff. Your business got birthed because he pushed you out of some stuff. To Remember the Lord. It is he that gives you, please shout power, power to do what? To get wealth. So he gives us power to what? to get. This is so important because God says, I'm the one that empowers you to go acquire, to go get it, which means, God says, this means that it's going to require action on your part. And here's sometimes where Christians 
um, get defeated or feel defeated. He gives you power to get. Many Christians just want power. But don't want to do anything with it. I know the word. What you doing with it? I can pray. What are you doing with it? I can speak in tongues. What are you doing with it? Are you getting what I'm saying? Everything I have, I'm supposed to give him glory with it. So I have written in my, um, my Evernote, I have this line. This is anything that changes lives is a green light for me unless he gives me a red light. I don't have to pray about something that changes somebody's life because that's what I was created to do. Because he gives me the power to get. He said, I'm going to get it. Mm-mm, you don't sound like you're going to get it. You sound like you're going to sit in the car and wait while we go in the store and get it. I need you to please open your mouth and say, I'm going to get it. I, yeah. And can I get you online? Can I get you to type it? And can I get you in the building and say, I'm going to get it. I, here's what many Christians do. You sit in the car while somebody else goes into the piglet with me. They go get it and come back with it. And then you complain that they didn't get you what you wanted. Why didn't you do this for me? Why didn't you do this? It is not my responsibility to do nothing for no grown person. And I need you to take responsibility for your own life. I need you to take responsibility, parents, for your children. I need you to take responsibility for your own finances. Take responsibility for your own credit. Take responsibility for your own spiritual life. And say, I'm going to get, get, get it. Because he gives me power to go get. Not power to go sit. Power to go get. Like, how much more teaching do you need? You've been sitting up under apostolic preaching, under prophetic preaching that gives you authority, and you still sit back to, I'm waiting on God. You better go get, get, get it. Can you just get a little hood with me for just a minute? Can you just say, I'm going to get, get, get it? Listen. 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 He gives me power to do that. And we talked about that power that he gives us. Now, I need you to hear me real clearly. We get to give. Here's this one I didn't give you on Sunday. You ready? Because we kabod God. Say kabod God. That is the title of tonight's message. I know I don't normally give you my titles until midway through or the end. That's just the way I like to do it. Right? <laughs> you can believe that. Say, he's the kabod God. All right, everybody look at this scripture. Proverbs 3 and 9. Honor! No, gone. It's a problem right there. That's the Hebrew word kabod. The Lord. What does he give us power to get? Wealth. What am I supposed to do when I get it? Honor him with it. So here's what he does. Here's what he does. He gives you a little bit. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Running over. I'm going to put a whole lot. There's a whole, I can control the, the, a lot from this thing right here. You can bank, you can TikTok, you can Instagram, you can call folks in China, you can, you can do all kinds of things. You control equipment. From this little thing, this small thing, catch the principle, there's a lot in here. Yeah. 
So here's what God does. I'm going to give this to you. Now, what are you going to do with it? Because if I'm not honored with what I gave you, I want it back. I'm going to give you a job that, yes, it's paying less than what you were making. But I need to see if you're going to honor me with it or tell the God that gave it to you, you can't tithe now. I'm not beating you up. I just want to get you free because I need you out of debt by the end of this year. I, I need you out of some debts. I need you to lift your hands and say, debts are canceled off of my life. I, I need your finances to go to a whole nother level because there's a whole lot of lives that need to be changed. And we're blessed to be a blessing. And you can't bless somebody else if you're struggling yourself. Please lift your hands and say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. So, honor the Lord with your wealth. So here's what he says. I gave you power to get it. I expect you to honor me with it. Here's what most of us do. Look in your phone. Well, it's my phone, but look at the phone. Let me click him. <laughs> I'm just joking. All right, look down. Walk, but look down. You're so busy with what I gave you. You stopped honoring who gave it to you. He over there looking at what I gave him. But now he stopped honoring who gave it to him. Come on, y'all go catch it. So this analogy with our phone is the same thing we do with our wealth. You prayed to get blessed, now you're blessed. Now your blessing is your obsession. Now your favor is your obsession. Now your car is your obsession. Your house is your obsession. Your business is your obsession. And you're busy looking down at it. And here's what's dangerous when you're looking at your phone trying to navigate through life. You've been at the airport on your phone. I was coming out the door the other day. Don't tell anybody. Well, actually, it was the other guy's fault, but listen. And I was, I was walking in, and, and I was turning my head to greet someone. And so I was turning my head to greet someone. I was turning my head to greet someone. This guy, he literally runs right into me and says, excuse me, because he's looking down at his phone. Good messenger. Press down. He's looking at the small quantity or the large quantity that's pressed together. He's looking at this thing, which is what, in our analogy, God gave him the power to get. But he didn't realize he was running into people. So the people you're supposed to help, you're running into. The people you're supposed to bless, you bumping up on. So rather than being a blessing, you're a burden. Because mm. I'm distracted by what he gave me. And I pray that everybody under the sound of my voice in this building or online, that you're never distracted with what he gives you. Because he says, I gave it to you, now honor me with it. Say, Lord, I honor you with what you've given me. Come on, type it in the building, say it. Say, I honor you with what you've given me. I gave you power and to get it, and I expect you to honor me with it. My expectation is that I'm first. God's expectation. My expectation is that we don't have fights over offerings. My expectation is that you don't sit there and hold on to what I gave you. My expectation is that that job doesn't become your God. It's a resource. It's not your source. Which means you got to tell them like the Jews and the Muslims do. I ain't coming on Sunday. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You got you to take that type of a thought. Listen, God is first in my house. Now, I see y'all after church, but I, I, I ain't coming on Sunday. 
Well, we're going to have to look in another direction. Well, while you're looking, God's going to be blessing because what you're not going to do is have me put you in front of the God that. I know that's heavy, but it's right. I gave you the power to get it. I gave you the And you said, Bishop, that's easy for you. I thought that way because it's viable before I was a pastor, before I was a bishop. Listen, you could not get me. I did not miss church. On period. I did not miss people. Yeah, it's on Wednesday. I said, oh, well, you can count me out. Well, it's just a Bible study. I said, no, no, no. What you don't understand is, 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 number one, everything I have, God gave it to me. I said, here's the second thing you don't understand. The word I miss might be the one I need the most. So I'm building my life around this. I'm not, I'm not, but I'll catch it later. You know, that's good, but if I can get it live, let me get it live. Why? He gives me the power to get, get, get it. So look, you're distracted. How many of us can be honest? This is us, a large portion of the day. I'm going to get y'all. Y'all be on this TikTok. Just swiping. <laughs> swiping. <laughs> swiping. Instagram, swiping. Facebook, swiping. Email, swiping. Text, swiping. 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 What they do. They swiping. All right, listen. <laughs> what I love is we can make a song out of anything. And the first fruits of all your produce or all you produce. So watch this. It goes bigger than money. Husbands, do you honor the Lord with your wife? Wives, do you honor the Lord with your husbands? Do you honor the Lord with your kids? Everything you produce, everything that you produce, God says, I want the first. Business owners, do you honor the Lord with your business? Or do you say, I don't want to bring Christianity in here. Christianity, why you got it? <laughs> Jesus is why you have it. And if Chick-fil-A don't mind putting God in what they're doing, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. If Hobby Lobby don't mean putting their values in what they're doing, and those are billion-dollar companies, I think you can say Jesus. Right. Say, Lord, I honor you with what I have. All right, so here's what that means. I got to look up. And now, look, look, look. So that means honor means, y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Honor means I have to then focus on the God that gave it to me and then what he wants me to do with it. What I have is not just for my enjoyment. It is for his honor. See, when you get the house, it's not just for you to invite folks over. You ain't even supposed to be doing that. Don't tell nobody. It is to honor him with it. When you get the car, it's to honor him with it. When you get the whatever, it's to honor him with it. Can I get you to please lift your hands and make this declaration? Say, Lord, I honor you with my increase. I honor you with my wealth. I honor you with what I produce. Thank you. So let's look at this honor thing because this honor thing is deep. This honor thing is deep. So look, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. Y'all ready? Let's go. Um, the Net Bible says it like this. Y'all notice I've been giving you a lot of new translations. I'm trying to provoke you to go use the app more. Because you're going to be like, what version is this? The Net Bible? I don't know. Is this Spider-Man's Bible? I don't know. <laughs> Therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, I really did say that your house and your ancestors would, would serve me forever. But now the Lord says, may it never be. For I will look. I will honor those that honor me. But those who despise me will be cursed. So let's look at what honor means. You ready? It's on the screen. It's that word kabod. He's the kabod God. Here's what it means. God says, I will honor those that honor me. 
first definition of honor means make heavy. That means I will make you have weight, not physically, but influentially. Thank God it ain't physically. <laughs> I will give you weight so that when you speak, people move. When they say you said it, they're going to say, well, let's get to doing it. I need y'all to hear what I'm saying. When you honor God, God says, when you make my words heavy, I'm going to make your words heavy. When you make God heavy, God makes you the heavy. So all you got to say is no, and you change the whole program. All you got to do is say, I'm doing this, and everybody else will follow your lead because your words will be heavy because he honors those that honor him. He'll make you heavy. Then it means, then it means to bring to. Here's what that means. I'll take you with. I'll bring you to where I'm going. I'll take you with me. So God says, I will take with me the people who take me with them. So that means everywhere I go, I'm taking God with me. So I don't care if you don't like it. Well, I ain't going to say nothing because my cousin is a Muslim. I could care less about what he or she, that's nice, that's cute, but it's for me and my house we serve. The, so I take the Lord with me. I love God. I love people. I love life. But I'm not leaving him at church. He's coming with me everywhere I go. And here's what God says. God says, if you take me, if you take me with you, God says, then I'm going to take you with me. So God says, every room I walk into, you coming. So when I'm about to take you into a room of a favor. And when I take it to a room of favor, I'm taking you with me. Y'all don't even understand it. When you roll with a different class of people, they go to different places. God says, I'm going to take you into places that you don't have no business being in. Because everywhere I go, I'm taking you with me. And I need you to open up your mouth and say, God's taking me with him. He yeah, you're going from the broke house to the boardroom. Y'all never open up. Your, you're going from people overlooking you to people about to be overbooking you. I prophesy your website crash. You get so many hits of people trying to get what it is you sell, get what it is you offer. Somebody say, he's taking me with him. You ever had that family member? Where, where you knew if you didn't have it because you went with them, they had it. Anybody ever had that? You had that friend where you knew if you didn't have it, they had it. Okay, some of y'all looked at me like you. You ever been with somebody that you knew, listen, if I'm not, I know they got me. That's how it is. God says, listen, I'm taking you with me. And when I take you with me, oh, no, 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 put your card away. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Did you see who you walked in here with? God says, wherever I go, I'm taking you with me. So since you took me with you, I'm about to take you with me. And God only has the best. God only has the finest. I need you to make this declaration and say, he's taking me with him. Yeah, you're about to be in a room with some people with a lot of zeros in their network. And God, I'm taking you with me. And they're about to write you a check. Why? Because your words are heavy. 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 You're going to walk in front of the judge. Who is this? You're about to walk in front of the judge. And God says, since you took me with you, I'm going to take you with me. And I'm about to make your words heavy. He's going to believe what you say over what they say. And he's not even going to look at the evidence. He's going to take your word for it. 
Honor the Lord and he will honor you. Honor the Lord and he will honor you. Honor the Lord and he will honor you. I got to move. Then it means, then it means Facebook. Then it means YouTube. Then it means I'm going to treat you as nobility. What does that mean? You're going to be treated like you're in the royal family. You're going to be treated like you're in the royal family. The royals get treated different. I said the royals get treated different. They get treated different because of their bloodline. God says, if you treat me like royalty. See, the reason I don't give God half put together sloppy crap is because he's noble. The reason I give God my best in everything that I do for him, not perfect, but my best, is because he's nobility. And I want to encourage everybody under the sound of my voice, whatever you do for God, you need to do it better than what you do for your job. You need to do it better for what you do for your husband, better than your wife, better than your kids. He's nobility. And God says, if you treat me like nobility, I'm going to have them treating you like nobility. People are going to be upgrading you and you didn't ask for it. Because when you look, when you're nobility, listen, your name speaks for you. If you remember the movie Coming to America, the noble, watch me, every time King Joffrey Jafar went somewhere, they put rose petals out. Because when you're nobility, I don't have to walk on the same mess you walk on. Which means even when I got to walk through a messy situation, it's still like walking on roses. Shut up. Even when I got to walk through a tough situation, it's still like walking on roses. Why? I'm nobility. Don't treat me like no square. Don't treat me like no sucker. I'm nobility. Then it means prevail. Honor, prevail. Those who honor me, those who prevail me. What is it? How can I prevail God? That means that he is preeminent in everything. So he wins the argument. This is what it means to, to honor him. He Say he prevails. So even, let's just use forgiveness for example. So even when I don't want to forgive him, he prevails. He prevails. Even when I don't want to praise, because there's heaviness. He told me, put that jacket on. He prevails. So God says, if you make me prevail in everything, I'll make you prevail in everything. Let me tell you why your wins are about to come. They're not even going to be because you were in the right. They're going to be because you handled him right. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. In fact, you made some mistakes. You made some wrong turns. You did some things the wrong way. But because he prevailed, he's about to make you prevail. And people are going to say, how did you win even though you were guilty? Because I knew how to honor the Lord. How did you win even though you messed up? I knew how to honor the Lord. Then it means promote. Whoa, whoa. God says, if you promote me, question, what do you use your social media to promote? See, if you're a narcissist, if you're a narcissist, everything you do is to go back to you. And I want to just challenge you. I want to challenge you. I want to stretch you to say that God says, where is his promotion? Where is promoting, inviting people to church? Where is promoting the word? Where is promoting this stuff besides you just saying, everybody look at me, look at what I'm dealing with, look at what I'm going through. And God is like, I ain't in that. Ain't nobody finna look at that. But God says, if you start promoting me, I'll promote you. Which means God will become my street team. What does that mean? He'll take your name and put it in the atmosphere. 
so that people will find you and it won't make no how do you think you found harvest it don't make no sense we are the lowest lowest four church attendance states in the entire nation how do you think you found harvest because we honor the lord and so he put he put harvest in your ear why because when we promote him he promotes us he put bishop foreman in your ear So you'll have a soul food business in a place they don't even like soul food and you'll be doing good. Why? Because if you promote him, he will promote you. Then, these last two. These last two are good. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Honor. This is honor. I honor those that honor me. Here's Here's the next one. Go forward while sore. Now, that's something interesting. This is the Hebrew definition of this word, kabod. God says, if you, if you go forward while you're sore. Now, God says, whatever you do for me, I'll do it for you. So what does it mean to go forward while sore? Here it is. Even when it's hard to do this. Even when it's hard to do this. Even when it's hard to do this, if I do it for him while I'm sore, then what God says I'm going to do for you is that even when you don't feel like going forward, I'm going to breathe a strength into you that while you limping, you still going to get there. While you limping, you still about to go get it. And people don't know that the reason you're limping is because somebody you were helping stabbed you in the back. But God says, you're going to get it done because you're going to go forward while you're sore. You did this while you were sore. So you're going to win when you were sore. You praise when you were sore. You're going to prevail you you were sore. I got to finish. I got to finish. I got to finish. Then, then, great. For those who make me great, I will make great. I need you to catch it because it's a mathematical equation. God says, I will only do this for you to the extent you do it for me. So if you feel like you're not seeing these things in your life, that's your cue to raise these things in your life. Because God says, if you make me great, God says, so why do you pray all those prayers about he's great and he's amazing and he's king of kings and he's fine? How do you pray all that? Because I need him to know he's great. And I don't need him to know he's great because he don't know he's great. I need him to know that I'm making him great. I need him to know that in my eyes he's great. Not because my eyes matter, but I need him to know that in my eyes he's great. Because if I make him great, he's going to make me great. And the people are going to look at you and say, you're awesome. And the reason they call you that is because you call him that. Whatever you call him, they're about to call you. So for many of you, when you say uh, he's a way maker, people are going to look at you and say, child, you a way maker. When you call him a miracle worker, they're going to look at you and say, man, you a miracle worker. How you be getting this done? How do you be figuring this out? How do you keep overcoming? How do you keep winning? How do you keep prevailing? Because I make him great so he makes me great. Still here? So look, y'all ready? So look, so look. Oh, my God. But those who despise me. Can I finish teaching? Here's what despise me. You scorn him. What does scorn mean? You treat him as if if he's worthless. Or you think he's worthless. You know, God is worth a lot. Mm -mm. But do you treat him that way? Is he the last on everything you do? 
Got it. Is, is he? Is he? Is he? The, I know in American Christianity, it's like kind of have him your way. He's like a Burger King guy. That only works in the minds of crazy people, because that's not biblical. That's not Bible. Biblical Christianity, God says, if you treat me like I'm worthless. We heard you, darling. But since you think we're worthless, we're going to reciprocate that. We're going to give you what you give us. It means to be vile. That means you're disagreeable. Y'all ready for this? And this is the one I need everybody to listen to because many Christians do this. You think you honor God. You think you honor leadership, but you don't because you just respectfully do what you want. I'm not going to do that. And you think because you said it nice that it was honor. You think because you didn't cuss when you said it, it was honor. And God, you, you watch me. You think because you think you had a valid excuse, it's honor. God is like, no, you're vile. You're disagreeable. No, don't stop playing now. You respectfully do what you want. You knew you weren't going to do it, but you said you was going to do it. You never intended to get it done on time because you started late. And God is like, if you treat me this way, I will do the same to you. You ready? Disdain. That means if you act, if he's unworthy of consideration or respect. Do you even consider God in what you're thinking about or do you just do what you want? Like, is your prayer God? I stop. God is like, so this is all about you? You, this is all about you. You don't even consider me. This is about you. But I don't feel like fasting right now. I got a lot going on. You need to fast for multiple reasons. Spiritual amongst them, but there's some other reasons too. We know how you've been handling your stress. Respect. God's like, do you even respect me? Or do you see me as child support? God, I need a blessing. I need a blessing. I need to get my hair cut. I need some money to get some shoes. I need some money to get this hair fixed. I need some money to pay this note. God's like, that's all I am to you as a check? That's all I am to you is getting something? You don't even respect me. He said, because I'm more than that for you. I love you. I died for you. I was crucified for you. I let them spit on me for you. I let them lie on me for you. I let them treat me like trash for you. I let them think they won for three days for you because I thought you were to die for. I thought you were worth giving up my natural existence. Somebody say, he thinks I'm to die for. I need this section to talk louder. I need everybody to say, he thinks I'm worth to die for. He says, if you do that to me, you're going to be empowered to fail. That's what the word curse means. What is an empowerment to fail? I'm going to use you again. All right. Um, and then let me, come on. Come on. All right, come on. All right, now put, put your arms, look at him. Put your arms over his shoulders. All right, hold them down. Jump, Tony. Uh, but no, don't let him jump. Hold him down. Don't break the thing now. Let me get your phone. 
All right, jump. No. Uh-uh. Push him down harder. Jump. Push him real hard so he can't even get his knees bent. Don't bend your knees. Jump. I need you to catch it because that's what a curse looks like. You try him, but it never works. You're trying, but you never succeed. It's simple what you're trying to do, but you never get it done because you are empowered to fail. And I prophesy to everybody under the sound of my voice that wherever there's been a cursed operation, that you would honor the Lord so that that curse could be broken. Say, Lord, I honor you so you can break every curse. Come on, release a praise Wednesday in this building and online right there. Right there, right there, right there. Let's go. So, so how do we know? How do we know? So here's what this looks like, church. Our honor of God equals his honor of us. I'm almost done. Our honor of God equals his honor of us. What you honor him, how you honor him is how he will honor you. How you kabod him is how he will kabod you. That's deep, right? Because that means I got to, here's the principle, I got to give it. I got to give it to give it. I got to release to increase. Are you seeing this? So look, here's the question. How do we know that we honor the Lord? Three quick questions. Um, well, let me ask you two questions in one statement. One, what or who do you seek first? Matthew 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. What is his kingdom? It's how he does things. It's making what's important to God important to you. There's these five T's I teach you, and I encourage you, they're on our website. Your time, that's church attendance. So do I seek that first, or do I'm like, if I get there, I get there. If I need a breakthrough, I'm going to go. If I'm really going through something, I'm going to watch. The real test of your spirituality is when you don't think you need to be spiritual. That's the real test. Like when you're feeling on top of the world, that's the real test of your spirituality. Because you're like, I'm good. I don't need a word this week. Are you drinking Drano? Put it down. Your talent, that's serving in church. That's serving in church. You got gifts, you got talents, you got skills, you got ability. Not just in the building, but for digital. We have digital ways for people to serve. And Atlanta will be there soon. We have ways for you to serve. Um, you got to serve. Your thirst, that's your prayer, praise, and worship. Like, do you look at prayer, praise, and worship as something to mute until it, I get on the stage? Because that part is for God. This is for you. Like, I don't need to do all that singing. Listen, oh, I understand. Listen, I used to thank God for Tyler Perry. Amen. God bless you, son. I'm going to make him a spiritual son. God bless you, son. I'm going to call him in. God bless you, son. Amen. <laughs> listen, listen, everybody listen, everybody listen. Um, when he used to have those plays in Medea, listen, I, listen, I got into ministry through music. I didn't play all that stuff over there. Got it? Here's the thing, well, except the guitar. Now look, uh, here's the thing, the guitar. Here's the thing. I, it was so much music, I just said, I said, now, it's been two songs now. It's time to just, come on, get to the point. <laughs> Anybody else? Is, uh, this, that ain't a negative in him. It's just, I don't like musicals. I like music, but I don't like musicals. Here's the point. You can't treat praise and worship like that. Amen. All right, here you go. Because that's the part that's for God. So you may not be the person. You may not, I don't like all that music. Okay, listen, 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 listen. But that's the part that's for God. 
So in our prayer, praise, and worship, that's the part we give to him. So I want to challenge you. If you're not, I want to challenge you to, to go the extra mile and stretch yourself in praise and worship. And stretch yourself in prayer. Like praying for an hour on Monday nights, I realize many of you have never prayed that long ever. <laughs> like the whole day. So I know some people you hear about it like, so we pray, oh, okay, for a few minutes. Okay, I'm going to hop on there. Ain't no hop on. Because we go that whole hour. Woo, but ain't it good, though? Especially this past Mondays. That prayer was so good, I called the pastor this morning, and I preached it to him again. I said, look, I need you to go watch. But check this out. But that's our prayer. That, that's our communication with God. So our prayer, praise, and worship is our thirst. Let's look at the next one. Our testimony. Do you tell other people about God? Do you invite them to church? That's your testimony. Got it? God says, I want to be first in that area. Like you tell everybody about everything else. Do you do that? And then your treasure. That's faithfully given. We've already covered that. Your tithes, offers, first fruits, love all of them. That's what it means to seek first the kingdom, those five T's. Throughout the scripture, those five T's are preeminent. And his righteousness. He did that when he died on the cross. And all these things will be added unto you. Question. If you honor God, you seek to do those things first. When you don't honor God, you seek something else first. So your thirst, watch me, is for applause. Your thirst is for people saying good job. When it should be in prayer, praise, and worship. Are we catching the point? All right, all right, all right. So the question is, how do I know I'm combining God is what or who do you seek first? When you're going through something, is the first thing you do pick up the phone, let me call so-and-so? Or do you pray? Or do you pray? Because many say, Bishop, the first thing I do is call my spouse. Your spouse, listen, does not have the solution. In fact, you may need to pray before you talk to them because you may be stressing them the heck out. That's why they don't even answer, hello, hey, baby, how you doing? They just, huh? <laughs> what is it? Speak. Hmm? I'm in a meeting. What is it? It's quiet in the church. Let's move. Next, y'all ready for this one? Who or what do you adapt and adjust to? Because that's what you honor. It's amazing that some of the people you say you dislike, you honor the most. Because you adapt and adjust to them. Let them come around. Oh, here, here you go. Here, here, here. You want me to get you something? You don't even like them. And you're going out of your way to honor them. Because you adapt and adjust to them. Malachi 1.6, a son honors his father, a servant his master. If I'm your daddy, where's my honor, God says. Come on, Malachi. If I'm your father, where's my honor? If I'm your master, where's my fear or my reverence, says the Lord of hosts to you. God says, how are you adjusting to everybody else but me? You adapt to everybody else but me. God says, you do what everybody else wants you to do but what I said to do. You literally honor cursed people. Y'all be quiet. You know, she don't like hearing all this God talk. I wish it. Y'all be quiet. They, you know they don't like hearing all this about what we learned at church. You honor them. And God is like, so you really didn't think that I saw you turncoat. 
I saw you switch in front of them to honor them. When you get around your cussing friends from your job and your drinking, smoking friends from your job, I'm not judging nobody. I'm just trying to make a point. Because up in here, you, shalom. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's amazing. He's a wonder. Yes, he is. Where is he a wonder? In my soul. When it's Friday night and y'all downtown on 16th Street getting them monger and the readers. <laughs> look, so I had already talked. Look, like. Hey, dog. How do you believe people are sirs in here but think they're dogs out there? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. It's just a figure of speech. No, it's not. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Matthew says you're going to give an account for your idle word. It's amazing that we've been programmed to bad talk ourselves. When you see one another, stop talking about, hey, girl. She ain't no little girl. Call her a queen. Come on here. Stop talking about, hey, boy. He ain't no boy. Call him a king. Can you learn how to speak life into other people? In the building, can I get you to look at somebody, man or woman, whatever they are, and just call them king or queen, whatever they are, whatever they are. If somebody ain't looking at you, elbow them, punch them in the face. I need everybody to do it. Everybody to do it. We speak life into one another. You ain't no dog. The Bible says that a dog goes back to their own vomit. You are not going to make the same mistakes that you used to make. You. Y'all better say amen because y'all going to push me to say that one word. I need you to say amen. Who do you adapt and adjust to? And I got to finish because I'm out of town. Honor is a protector. Ooh. I better look at this scripture. Now this scripture, I'm going to leave with this one. We out of here. Malachi 2 and 2. You ready? If you will not listen, if you will not take it to heart, that means this honor thing is not a big deal to you. We live in a, everybody listen to me, if, if you grew up in Denver, I need you to know this is not how the rest of the world works. <laughs> and I'm not knocking you. I just need you to know this is not the way the rest of the world works. You travel to the south and people are going to start saying stuff you're like, sir, ma'am. They're going to speak to you. <laughs> and season their food. Listen. The rest of the world does not have unseasoned food. I need y'all to hear me. I'm just joking. No, actually not. I'm not joking, but I'm, that's true. But, but yeah. I'm not beating you up if you were born a race here. What I'm saying is because the atmosphere of Denver is we're chill, bro. We're chilling, bro. Like everything's we're just chill, bro. Like, hey, did you get this done on time? Hey, chill out, bro. <laughs> we're, just, we're just chill. It's, everything's chill. Like, if, if you put on a sports coat, they're talking about, ooh, you dressed up. <laughs> Don't wear a suit. What do you do? Are you a lawyer? You must be a politician. Y'all hear me saying? Ladies, don't put your hair up in a bun and got glasses on. They're going to... I swear you a professional businesswoman. <laughs> oh, you're trying to go to the top floor. Let me get you to the top floor. Catch the point. Catch the principle. Catch the principle. So the spirit of this region, 
this isn't true for every region, is already set to be dishonorable. It's programmed to look at authority and pull it down to its level. It's programmed, please say amen, because y'all may push me in the direction because we're a few days away from something and I really got a lot I want to say about that, but I ain't been saying it. We're programmed in this area to not be to default to honor. We're programmed in this area. We're programmed in this area for kids to talk crazy to their parents. And then they tell you, well, you need to listen to what she's saying. Listen to what she's saying. She's a child. I, I wish I would sit here and sit up and be lectured by who I raised in birth. What the hell? What? Excuse me. And listen, everybody in here, I don't care how old you are, I don't care what you're, listen, you need to be grateful if you had somebody that would love you enough to check you. The Bible says, spare the rod and spare the child. I'm so glad that I had a mama that learned how to check. She checked me one good time, and she had no trouble from me that day forward. And hell ain't cussing. Hell is a Greek word, Gehenna, which means hot trash. I did not cuss. We live in a culture, okay, I'm going to go here. We live in a culture where we are teaching our kids to be conditioned to think that they have abnormalities, behavioral health defects, and mental health defects, and we have people who are diagnosing six, seven, and eight-year-olds with anxiety and depression. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Let me, let me go back to this scripture because I could go all the way over there. And, and I'm not, let, me, let me be very clear about that. I'm not knocking medical attention, medical professionals. I'm not knocking that if that's your situation. What I'm saying is, is this. If the first thing we run to is to try to treat something and put somebody on some medication and some pills and get them on plans. Sometimes the result is, listen, baby, you need to get up and keep it moving. Sometimes you just need to learn how to speak life into them and teach them that disappointment is part of life. Frustration is part of life. You are not depressed because little Johnny didn't want to go to the school dance with you. You better get your tail up. You are beautiful. You are loved. You are strong. You are mighty. You are not suicidal. I'm not letting you die. You are not getting out of here. I speak life into your life. All right, let me go back to this. <sighs> I, I, I promise you there's a whole thing I could go to right there. Let me come over here. If you will not take it to heart to give honor. These guys say, if honor's not a big deal, it's no big deal to give honor to my name. Here's what God says. He's the Lord of hosts. Say the Lord of hosts. Come on, talk to me, y'all. Say, Lord of hosts. Lord of hosts means he's the God that fights for us. Question, what if fighting for you means he has to fight your ways? 
What if him fighting for you means he has to fight your ways? Because what if your ways are why you're losing? So to fight for you, I got to fight that attitude. But I'm fighting for you. Come on, Wednesday. To fight for you, I got to fight your low thinking. You keep selling yourself short and selling yourself cheap. And you are more than a conqueror. Can I speak some life into you? Let me remind you of who you are. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You're going to be the first to do a whole lot in your bloodline. Shout, I'm the curse breaker. I'm the history maker. I'm the world changer. That's who you are. So what if he has to fight you thinking that you're not that? To fight for you, I got to fight that off of you. So look, look at this last part, and I got to quit. I will send, please look at the screen. I will send the curse upon you. L listen to this next part. And I will curse your blessings. Wait a minute. Everything stopped right there. He said, come here. He said, I gave you this, and I gave you. I hooked you up. You got two for one because you can trade them in. Both of them. Yeah, ready? I got to quit. I got to quit. Online, I need you to share if you haven't shared yet. Check this out. He says, he says, he says uh, I gave you all of this stuff. But because honoring me is not a big deal to you, I'm going to empower what I gave you to fail. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you keep it. It just won't work for you anymore. You can keep the phone. Go on and keep the phone. Try to use it, though. It ain't working. Same thing Apple does to us every time they release a new one. Listen. Apple curses our blessings. Go on, go on over the laptop. It's a beautiful laptop. It's a blessing, ain't it? Yeah, you can't get in it. You ready? It's a gorgeous marriage y'all have. Yeah, but since y'all wouldn't honor me with it, it sucks now, don't it? You tell your friends you wish you wouldn't have done it, huh? Y'all ain't said nothing to me. I, no, you can keep it. Yeah, y'all go take some pictures. Put them on the computer. Put them on Instagram. Put them on Facebook. Put them on Snapchat, too. Put on TikTok. Tell everybody this is black excellence. Tell everybody this is good love. Tell everybody, tell everybody all of that. And then go sleep in separate rooms. I'm not taking it from you. I'm going to make it not work. So you're going to be tormented every night wondering if you should have married Sheila instead of Jackie. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Y'all ain't going to talk. How many of you can be honest? You know people like that right now where they're, you're looking at their situation and they are in torment over what they have because they called it a blessing when they got it. But now they're in torment over it because God says, since y'all don't want to honor me, I'm going to curse what I gave you. So good luck. Oh, I gave you that car. You're like, oh, a nice car. Okay, you don't want to honor me? Keep the car. That note high, ain't it? Uh-huh, your insurance is high too, ain't it? Got a speeding ticket. Got any sense? It's $3,475. <laughs> the 
but you so you so rolling through them streets. You so profiling and styling. You got that sunroof back and it's 42 outside. <laughs> I need a better listen. 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 Yeah, there's a job. You don't want to honor me though? Yep. New management. They can't stand you without cause, which is how you know it's spiritual. They met you and don't like you. Because I'll, I'll empower to fail what I gave you. Are we catching the point? Oh, yeah, they go to money. They go to money. Go on, take the money. Go on, take the money. Yeah. Yeah. But, but guess what? No, leave that money. No. That's the Lord's money. We don't use the Lord's money as a prop. It's got to come from the sites. <laughs> check this out. Check this out. But now, everybody that come in your life, you're going to wonder what they want from you. Because now, even though you got money, you don't trust. Because the anointing is oil, and oil attracts flies. And the Bible says Satan is the Lord of the flies, Beelzebub, which means y'all better catch this. Please hear me. Okay, can I get real deep for a moment? There's a reason we've seen flies on people recently. All right, let me move. Let me move. Let me move. Let me move. He's Beelzebub, the Lord of the flies, which means whenever I see one where it doesn't belong, God's trying to tell me what that is. All right, let me move. Let me move. Let me move. Beelzebub, Lord of the flies. Okay, look, come over here. Come over here. Come that's too deep. Look, come over here. Come over here. Come over here. Come over here. Come y'all come over here. Come back over here. Because the oil attracts flies. Right? So now, now you got all this money, but you feel more lonely. Cause you know they don't want you for you. They want you for what you have. And they always reaching in your pockets. And where did he put your blessing? In your pocket. <laughs> but they always reaching in your pockets. They always reaching for what you have. And so now what was a blessing, you feel like it's a curse. And look what he says. Indeed, I have already cursed you. Because you don't make this a big deal. So here's how we're going to end church today. How many of us can be honest? that we all need to raise our kabod of God. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. 
He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.